The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Hey, everybody, this is Gene Marks, and welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast from the Hartford. Very glad that you can join us. And today we have a very, very special guest on with me, uh, Brock Blake, who's the CEO and founder of Lendio at Lendio.com, a, a, a company that I've long been a fan of. Uh, Lendio is a small business loan marketplace in the United States. Small business owners utilize Lendio's free online service to find financing by browsing multiple loan products from a network of lenders. And Brock, you've been CEO and founder. How long have you been doing this? Well, we founded the company in 2011, so we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. Wow, you're getting old. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> First of all, t- tell me a little bit about Lendio. You know, I mean, I gave the overall description about it being a finance and loan marketplace. What what exactly does that mean? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Gene. Sure. We, I, uh, I love what you're doing for small business owners. Big, big fan of yours. Um, so, and uh, the Hartford as well. So for Lendio is a, the largest marketplace in the United States for small business loans. So if you think if the way you use Yelp for restaurants or you might use Expedia for hotels, you go and you comparison shop and look for kind of the best option. We provide that type of service to business owners to help them comparison shop loan products from over a couple hundred lenders in the United States. So um, you come to Lendio, it's a free application. Uh, you, you sign up, we, we pull do a soft pull on credit and we, we pull bank data and we pull a bunch of other data. And we use that to match you up to one of our, to several of our lenders. We send the application off to the lender base. They'll underwrite it and then send back to us an offer. And then we present those offers to that business owner in a way they can comparison shop the rate, the term, the payment amount, whatnot, choose the product that is the best fit for them in their situation. It's across every type of business loan product. So we have lines of credit and SBA loans and working capital loans and equipment loans and commercial real estate loans and, 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 and all the above. Um, and uh, at Lendio, we say it's our passion. It's, it's fueling the American dream, meaning that you've got these millions of small business owners that, that have this, you know, this idea to grow or start or expand their business, but they need the capital to do it. We help make that easy. For them and and we've done it you know we've now funded over 10 billion dollars of loans uh, a couple probably 250,000 businesses that we've now helped uh, to secure financing and so that's a little bit about about what we do sure you know so if I get a loan through Lendio though um, at some point you hand me off to the bank or the financial services company and I'm just dealing directly with them or am I always going to be making my payments or having a relationship with with Lendio yeah, great question. So um, while you're deciding which loan, we're not legions. You're not going to sign up with us and then all of a sudden your cell phone is going to get bombarded by a bunch of people calling you and trying to pitch you and whatnot. That, I hate that experience. It's horrible. And there are a lot of players that do that. What we do is we handhold that business owner um, with, uh, through our technology and our team to guide you through the process. And you're only going to interact with the lender once you choose the product that, that you fit the best. And then we, we help you get the deal funded. But the, the, the actual loan and the servicing and everything, once the loan is funded, is done through the lender, um, not through Lendio. Got it. So is it insulting to call you a broker of loans? 
Or do you, do you consider that? Uh, I'll take a little bit of offense to that. But, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I guess you could say we like to call it a marketplace. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, you know, we're we're putting the two together. We're not we're not the we're not the lender ourselves. Got it. And what do you do if a business owner? Because um, I mean, Rock, we are all very untrusting, cynical people. Um, you yeah. know, look at your service and be like, ah, he's probably their lender is probably just pushing us to lenders that they have a relationship with, or they're getting a a kickback in the, you know, you know, you know, with some type of commission or whatever. But how do you respond to that when I, when a customer brings up that issue? Yeah, that's a that's a fair question. Um, so first off, the thing I would have you do is is just Google Lendio reviews. Um, we have over ten thousand five star reviews. We're rated across every site. Um, you know, pretty much four point nine out of out of five. Um, and so. Um, the, so it's just, don't, you don't have to take my word for it. You can go and see what other people have to say about the experience. But secondly, we also understand that, um, it, it is, our goal is to build a long-term relationship with that business owner. Um, and if it's a one and done, we help you get a loan and then you move on. Uh, our brand is not going to grow and you're not going to ever come back and you're not going to tell people about, it. um, and, you know, we're trying to build a long-term sustainable business that is only really, uh, it only, the model only works if we have a customer come back to us and get a second, right. third, a fourth, a fifth loan. Um, so all of our technology, our matching algorithm really is built off of what is, um, what is the loan that the borrower is most likely to choose? Meaning if you had 10 options, we could you know, uh, which loan product out of the 10 is going to be the best choice for you? Um, and we optimize around that. And how we do that is we say, let's say you're a restaurant in Arizona. We look at the other 500 restaurants in Arizona that we funded. You know, maybe it's 500, maybe it's 1,000, maybe it's 10,000. And we said, when presented the choice, which lenders did they choose the most frequently? Not which ones did they get approved by, because that's a different metric. Mm-hmm. Which ones did they get? Did they choose most frequently? And then those get rated the highest, and and um, and part of our matching algorithm is built around that. So, anyways, our our whole approach is take good care of that that business owner, and then they'll and you'll earn their trust, and they'll come back to you again and again and again because once they realize that the marketplace experience is so much easier than going out and applying to banks on your own, there won't be any. Re- if you take good care of them, they'll come back to you. Um, Got it. So, how do you guys protect against fraud from the small business owner? I mean, just submitting. That information. Yeah. So there's a few things that that we do. We work in tandem with our lender. No one wants to be able to have fraud happening, right? Yeah, um, right. And the, the nice thing about um, Lendio working with lender is it's another layer. You know, if you the we we are pulling uh, credit um, on the borrower. We're pulling bank data directly from the bank account. We're pulling Google data. Uh, we're doing other. They call it KYC or know your customer uh, fraud checks. We do that before we even match it up to a lender. And then the lender then goes through and does a second round of deeper and additional checks. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're both incentivized to be able to prevent fraud and, and reduce that. And so it's just a part of our process. And, and we're very, very uh, proud of the the numbers in other words that uh the dr- numbers of fraud uh, cases of fraud dramatically decrease through lendio than uh if they're going direct to the lender got it because of those additional layers 
if I'm applying for a loan through Lendio, do you think I have a, a greater chance of getting that loan than if I were doing this on my own? No question. Uh, three to five times will increase your chances three to five times of you doing it on your own. And what and the reason why is this. You know, you go a lot of times business owners think a bank is a bank is a bank. They all right. they all are the same. They all have the same loan products. Now, if I banked with this bank for 10 years, if anyone's going to give me a loan, it's going to be my bank. What they don't realize is that um, there's a lot of loan product and banks usually focus on one or two. They may say, we're really good at equipment or we're really good at SBA or we may or we may not even, you know, we're only going to do credit cards, whatever. And so you go and apply for a loan at your bank. They offer credit cards. You're looking for an equipment loan. They decline you. And, and you think, well, man, if that bank's not going to give me a loan, no one will. Right. The reality is it's, it's like, you know, you went to a Chinese restaurant asking for a hamburger. Um, you just went to the wrong place. And, and, and so with Lendio, when we have 100 lenders on our platform and we're looking at every loan product across every geography and in every industry and in every situation, the chances of us finding lenders that fit what you're looking for, or, you know, maybe a loan product you never even considered that you didn't even think about, uh, but that we got you approved for um, and because, because of the marketplace and the various uh, lenders and loan products we have. And who pays for this? Is this a cost that's assumed by the bank for connecting them to a customer or is that, does the customer, what yeah. I have to bet? No, it's free for the business owner um, and there's no hidden anything. You're never going to be paying Lendio. Uh, we get paid by the lender when a loan closes. So we, we have every incentive to help you find, you know, regardless of the lender, find you the right loan product. And we get paid if, if you get funded. And if you, there's not a product that, that you're happy with, then, then that's fine. Um, Fair enough. But we're going to do our best to try and get you the product that, that uh, fits you the best. So, Brock, tell me, you know, I mean, you've been doing this since 2011, so it's a long time. How has the loan application and the financing environment changed since then? You know, when I was you know, applying for a loan in 2011 versus 2020, what's the difference? Uh, it's significantly yeah. different. Wow, there's been so much innovation over the last decade. You know, first off, I mean, when you're applying for a loan back then, you were definitely going to be doing that, um, you know, through a paper-based application in a branch. Um, you must, and you, you were must primarily... those years like it's ancient history, right? <laughs> no question. And you were definitely going to be doing it through a bank. I mean, there were very few online lenders or anything like that. Since then, since 2011, we've had the rise of, you know, non-bank lenders where, you know, you, there's a lot of technology, there's online applications, there's automated underwriting. It's a lot more efficient. It's a lot easier. There's a lot uh, more lenders. Uh, there's uh, Lenders are figuring out new ways to underwrite, leveraging new data. And so there's a lot more options for a borrower to choose from. And we're at this point where most lenders, financial institutions like um, there's still quite a few banks and credit unions that don't accept an application online today. I mean, it's like they're Amazing. dinosaurs. It's unbelievable. And it's sad, honestly. Um, fortunately, PPP and everything that's happened with that, there's a lot more urgency to be able to you know, offer online loan application than there has been before. And we're excited about that opportunity. But um, that's kind of where we stand today. Most people, you can apply online, you can underwrite, 
they're going to be able to underwrite the loan pretty efficiently. They're going to get, be able to get back to you within a couple of days. You know, back then it probably would have been three, four weeks before you're able to get an answer on whether or not you approve. As it would go through loan committees and and very human manual based underwriting. Um, a lot more of that is leveraging you nowadays. They can go and they can pull six months of bank data. They can analyze your cash flows. They can pull your credit card statements. They can pull credit. They can do all these things and they and they can use computers to analyze all that data and determine whether or not you, you know, you're qualified for loan, which is great. Where this will go in a few years, though, is it'll be, um, you know, and some one of the things that we're working on is we want to turn it to a, a scenario where the business owner actually doesn't have to go and apply. And what what do you what do I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Like, if if I'm a business owner and and um, and there was this overlay that's always kind of monitoring my cash flow, that's monitoring my credit, that's monitoring my in my invoices or other other things that are key components. And it just always told me how much of a loan I am uh, I'm eligible for. Right. And so today it might be I'm eligible for 10,000 in three months, my revenue goes up and all of a sudden it says I'm eligible for 200,000. Right. And it goes up and down and fluctuates with you as the health of your business so that when you need it, um, you could just say, I'm ready for a loan, accept it. And I don't have to go and apply and fill out a paper-based application. I don't have to fill out an application. It's just kind of there. And I, I I like to call it always on. That's where I anticipate this will go. And some of the things that, that we're doing at Lendio um, are definitely kind of headed in that direction. And, and hopefully we'll be able to create an experience for that business owner where it becomes less of a headache and less of a hassle and less of this a- anxiety and more of this is just a tool for me to help me grow my business. You know, that, I mean, that kind of exists now already when you have an existing banking relationship. I mean, if you have a working line of credit, you submit to your bank, you know, here's my receivables, my cash, my inventory levels. And based on a formula, the bank says, yeah, well, you will make this line of credit available for you. And it, and it, you know, it's variable and it'll change depending on the levels of those assets. So is, is what you're saying is that the, the data collection and the data access will be such that even if I don't have a relationship with a financial services company, they will know enough about me to say like, Hey, Gene, you know, you know, we can, we can offer you this amount of line of credit like today, just immediately. Right. Exactly. What you're describing today, I'll just, just let me insert this real quick. You still have to apply and you still have to do, they, they, they are doing periodic, checks. Yes, they are. And so they're saying, you know, once a quarter, you have to submit to me an update. Yes. And you go and you compile all that data and you send it into them and they review it and they do the calculations and then they determine, okay, yeah, we're going to maintain the the line of credit. Um, But what if you never had to submit? What if you never actually had to apply? What if you, it, it, it was just, it was just there um, because it's always in the background pulling, you know, reviewing the data and doing the calculations and, and increasing and decreasing your capital available based on that, that, those, yet, that data. Yet what's creepy about that is that, that that means by definition that I've got to give access to my data to people outside of my world, right? I mean, if I have a relationship with a banker, okay, I get it. And, you know, you know, I'll share my data with my banker because, you know, we're kind of in bed together. Um, but I think what you're saying, though, is that there'll be people that are, I have no relationship with that will somehow have access to my data so that they can offer this kind of financing to me. 
How are they going to have access to my data, do you think? No, so let me clarify that. Now, in, in every scenario, you as the business owner have to be able to consent to be able to share any data that you okay. share with these the always on applications. So there's not going to be kind of bots out there that always have access to your financials or anything sure. like that. And you have a trust relationship with your bank. You might have a trust relationship with you have trust relationship with your accounting provider. You have a trust relationship like with Lendio. Well, with Lendio, I mean, if I have a, Lendio, right? yeah, if I have a trust exactly. relationship with you, and I say, listen, uh, you know, I we we've had a relationship before. Yeah, you can have access to my data, and based on your community and your channel of bankers, let me know what financing is out there. I'm I'm open to any offers. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. Got it. Got yep. it. So what's your, you know, you mentioned before about how the banks were so, you know, some of them were just like in the dark ages and, and PPP definitely paycheck protection program definitely pushed. It really did push a lot of bankers into the 19th century um, when it comes to <laughs> you know, dealing with online applications and, you know, all of that, you know, all of this that you're saying right now, are you seeing more of a trend of smaller bankers finally getting it? Um, and and moving up the technology food chain. Well, yeah, um, PPP <laughs> it's be was, frustrating for you. It is frustrating. It's it's. I feel more for the business owner yeah. Um, yeah. than anything. But banks have been talking about going digital for how long? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. decades. And it takes a worldwide pandemic where the business owner can't leave their house and has no interest in going into the bank branch to to finally push financial institutions to say, well, maybe I should offer this online. Unbelievable. Um, and and um, so it is It is a little bit sad. Um, um, regardless of the reason why they're finally doing it, they are finally doing it. They're, they're realizing, and, you know, a lot of these smaller community banks, they don't, they're, they're, their expertise is not technology. Right. Um, they're not great at that. And so, they're going and looking for off-the-shelf tools and technology that will allow them to offer loans online. And there's a big market for uh, to help those financial institutions with that. And and the winner will be the business owner. Uh, yeah. The winner will be the financial institution as well. It's just going to take them a little bit of a you know a process. It's it's going to take a little bit of investment to get there, but at least we're getting there. Yeah. What do you think, Brock, is going to happen to the banking industry? You know, going forward. I mean, you know, I mean, you've got. Sam's Club offering bank accounts, you know, Facebook is talking about doing that, you know, just uh, uh, obviously there's digital currencies that are out there, uh, like Facebook's Libra and obviously Bitcoin. Uh, you have, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking like your know, Capital One Bank is now, you know, you can get a cup of coffee at, you know, they have coffee shops with, you know, and you can also open up a checking account. Do you, I mean, do you yep. think that, you know, the you know, banks you know, will, will continue to have branches in the future, and how do you think small businesses will be banking um, five, seven years from now? It is becoming a connected world, right? Where right. you're connecting, where, wherever you live, you know, theoret what I'm saying, hypothetically live, like online, like where you spend your time. Is it in your email? Is it on your phone? Is it in Facebook? Is it in your accounting tools or whatever? And there, and a lot of wherever you spend your time is being connected to not only your social network but your financial um, tools and network. And um, you know, I think some banks who do not embrace that technology evolution will likely be swallowed up uh, yeah. by other 
you know, other larger players and there will be consolidation in, in the industry. Um, I think that the branch is not something, that, you know, I, I usually when I speak in front of an audience, I ask them you know, by the raise their hand, how many people have been inside their bank branch in the last 30 days? Mm. And the, <laughs> the number of people that raise their hand is just a small handful of people. Sure in every scenario, like no one wants to go into the branch. Um, and so how do you add, how do you build a relationship in other ways without, um, without actually for requiring someone to go in branch. And there's other ways to build a relationship, you know, what now, um, with the, the, you know, whether it's through texting or whether it's through zoom or whether it's through other ways, like, you know, I think that sometimes you know, a lot's happening right now where you could, you could, maybe you've got a relationship with your, your banker is all done through texting. Um, and you can interact, you know, I want to deposit this or I want to do that. Or, you know, there's, there's just a lot more that we can do with technology and the financial system than what has been done in the past that was done in person. Um, and so I'm not exactly sure what that will look like in seven years, but I do know that the amount of innovation in financial services and fintech right now is, is really mind blowing, and and um, it will be a very connected world. For me, it's I I, I get it. I mean, for me, uh, that's exciting. For others, it may be completely scary, and they think that's going to be horrible. Um, but uh, hmm. anyways, it's fun to think about. What are your thoughts on um, online lenders, Brock? You know, there there are companies out there that provide these short term, even long term loans to small businesses, um, but it's sometimes exorbitant interest rates. Um, do you think that they're they are a good resource for small businesses, or do you think there are better there are better options? Well, listen, there are there are great online lenders, and there are horrible online lenders, and there are great finance banks, and there are horrible banks. Um, and so, I I wouldn't put um, the category of online lenders into good or bad because right. there are both. Um, nor would I do the same thing with with banks because um, there are both. And and I wouldn't also say that just because a, a financial institution has high rates um, that they that it is that it is bad. Um, it could be bad. It could be the worst thing ever. But like, let me give you an example. If if you know, I've raised um, we've raised a lot of venture capital at Lendio. Um, there is no loan that I could get out there that is going to be more expensive to me than than the amount of. Uh, when I look at cost of capital, then, then raising venture capital, sure. they're taking ownership of my business. And when you look at it on, on that standpoint, it's, it's very expensive money. When you, the, 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 the more important question is, how does that lender treat the customer? And are they really pricing risk? What I mean by that, when a business owner goes to apply for a loan, there's three things that they have to be able to kind of account for. Their credit score, their cash flow, and their collateral. If you can check the box on all three of those, then in the lender's eyes, you represent low risk and you're going to have a low rate. Right. Now, if you only check two of the three boxes, then in any lender's eyes, you're going to be medium risk and medium rate. And if you only check one of those boxes, you're going to be a higher risk and it's going to be a higher rate. Some of the, the times people say, well, the high rate lenders are bad. Well, they're not bad. They're, price, they're pricing risk and they're providing an option to the business owner that they, they may not have otherwise had. Now, if you got rid of all the high rate lenders, now the only people that are getting a loan are low risk customers that maybe not need it. 
And that's where we were, you know, 15, 20 years ago. There are some scenarios where the business owner, like the, the high rate loan may be like the best loan, the dis- ROI decision you could have made because I needed $5,000 to, you know, get this equipment. My revenue is going to increase by $10,000 a month. It's a no brainer. You right. know, that, that was worth the high risk. So it's more about the, the, the business owner needs to be educated on the details of the loan. One, they need to two, have choice. They need to be able to see what are all the best options that I can have out there so I can choose really the best option that, that is, is, is out there and, and let the market price the risk. And then three, you need to be able to make a good ROI decision on this. If you're doing this because you're in a bad spot and, and someone's a lender's out there taking advantage of you, first of all, that's a bad lender. Yep. But that's a bad decision because you know it, you're going to put yourself in a in a in a in a debt you know spiral. Uh, but if you can do an, an ROI calculation and say, okay, this is the best loan I have available for my risk profile. And I did my ROI calculation and actually it's really positive. That could be a very good decision for you to take that loan, pay it down, improve your credit profile, get to a medium risk profile, take a loan, pay it down, and then get to a low risk profile. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's, it's all taken in context. You know, I have a, a client actually that... Um, you know, he was going to open up a coffee shop right in downtown Philadelphia. It was like a really great location. And he had to put down like something like 10 or 15 grand to secure the shop, to secure the lease. And he um, he just did not have the cash. And he got the money from an online vendor because, you know, they have an online lender. They, they have quick approval rates. And the annual yep. interest rate was it was crazy. It was like 50 percent or some, you know, some crazy number like that. But he only needed it in a very short term. You know, I mean, he, you know. He, he turned around and paid it down within a few weeks, but he just needed the cash right away. And so he paid a, you know, a little bit of a higher fee, but it wasn't 50% annualized. It was only for a few weeks. And that made total sense for him to do. And I think that that kind of dovetails in with what you were saying. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be an advocate for these, you know, for, and not all uh, online lenders have high rates, by the way, but I'm not trying I'm to sure. be an advocate for it. I'm just saying that I, I, I don't think it's fair to kind of pigeonhole and everyone, um, them to say they're bad or high rate is bad. It yeah. could be. It yeah. could be the horrible, but it also could be a really, really good business decision, just like raising venture capital could be. Um, and again, those three things, make sure you educate yourself, make sure you have choice that you're looking at all the options since trying to get the best loan product available and then three, make sure you do an ROI decision. If you do those things and you're going into it with eyes wide open, it could be a really good decision. All right. So, Brock, we're running out of time. But before I let you go, uh, you know, we're recording this right now. We're in uh, the very beginning of December. Uh, we have a dark winter ahead <laughs> for a lot of small businesses as, you know, cases are rising. Um, you know, there, you know, Congress is banding about stimulus bills. We don't know what's going to happen. But you know, you're running a business, a retail shop, a restaurant. You're, you know, you're you're looking at a few tough months. Um, tell me, give me some thoughts on the financing environment and where you would consider going to get some help to make it through till the springtime. Well, I just feel for that business owner right yeah. now. I mean, it yeah. is it is a very difficult time, and have a lot of empathy for for what they're going through or um, sympathy. I guess I would say is yeah. um, I would first and foremost hope that you know, are in, in Washington, that they will quit playing politics, that they will 
you know, it's not red and blue and fighting over, you know, this or that that goes in that seamless package and say our business, these business owners are in a very difficult spot. And it's been months since PPP, you know, the, the has been shut down and they've gone through their two and a half months of capital of PPP. And we need to get another stimulus package passed. Right. Um, and that's kind of uh, we're advocating for that. Business owners need it. And so I really and there's discussions today, but there's been discussions for months. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much political agenda that's pushing it off. And it's selfish, in my opinion. Uh, anyways, I really hope that that um, another round of uh, the Paycheck Protection Program will be passed. And that's first and foremost. Secondly, um, you know, there are lenders now during the, the pandemic, when the pandemic hit in March, the lender community really stopped lending. Um, the reason why they did that is because they could not price risk. The rug was pulled out from under them. Mm-hmm. Now, since March till now, um, while it's a new world, at least it's a stable world. In other mm-hmm. words, I can look at from March to now and and review six to seven months of, of bank statements and cash flow, and I can know that this the 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 stability of this business now. Um, now, the, the revenue might be 50% what it was last year at this time, but at least it's a stable 50% and sure. I can underwrite it. So the actual loan uh, market, as far as lenders back in the market lending and being active is, 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 is quite good. Um, and we're seeing positive trends of approval rates and, and loan options that are available to businesses. Now, there are certain industries that are, it's going to be hard. Uh, to be, you know, if you're in the if you're in the hotel business um, or the theater business, um, you know that it's going to be it's going to be hard. But if you have cash flow, you still be able to get qualified for the loan. So I I would not, and and I guess if you're if you're in a tough spot, then um, you know I think I do believe that there will be another round of PPP, um, and they might really be able to look at some bridge options to be able to say, okay, well I'm going to you know take some money now. Um, and with the hopes of getting a PPP loan. But if you're going to do that, um, make sure that you are considering that if the, the PPP ne- around never gets passed, that you still can, can you know, support that, that financing. But there are quite a few options available, much better than there were, you know, four or five uh, months ago. Brock Blake is the CEO and founder of Lendio. Lendio is a small business loan marketplace in the U.S., uh, where small business owners utilize Lendio's free online services to find financing by browsing multiple loan products from a network of lenders. Brock, thank you so much. I uh, would love to have you back and talk to you uh, sometime in the future. We'll, we'll, we'll do another assessment of the financing marketplace and get some more advice from you. But thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Gene. Sure thing. This is Gene Marks, and this has been the Small Biz Ahead podcast from the Hartford. If you need more advice and help on running your small business, there's lots of content and great, great information at smallbizahead.com. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. 